Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Mrs. Cardiology. Heart tips, not tricks. We're Sunita Pandit, Mrs. Cardiology herself, and Office Manager of uh, Private Cardiologist, Dr. Santosh Pandit, in North Hills of Pittsburgh, who has to be, happens to be her husband of almost 35 years. And uh, she has, gets all the fireside chats and gets a lot of good information for him. And also, she has been the caregiver for her father who had congestive heart failure and a severely handicapped adult son. So she's uh, found out what works firsthand. Uh, she, she uh, you know, got the T-shirt and burned the T-shirt because she's been there, done that, took the picture. So here she is now, Mrs. Cardiology herself, Sunita Pandit. Hey, thank you, Joanne. That's very kind of you for that introduction. And, no, I didn't burn the T-shirt. I have the, t- I have the T-shirt and I'm wearing it. <laughs> there you go. We have to get your picture with that. <coughs> yeah, that's a good sign to put on a T-shirt, huh? Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody go stealing that. I want to do that for Mrs. Cardiology. Well, it's copyrighted. You can't help it. Mrs. Cardiology, uh, hard tips, not tricks. There's there, but I have to say I have the T-shirt and I'm wearing it. But anyway, um, <laughs> we can go on about T-shirts if you want to. So we're talking today we're, about magnesium. Oh, my God, Joanne, this is like a fascinating subject. There's so many. Now, I have to give credit to having a consult, a, a whole health consult with Dr. Cindy Gardner. Um, and so she and so she got me interested, and so did my nephew, Josh Kernod, and I bought a book, a couple of books, I'll say, about magnesium, and there's so much more that to cover than in half an hour. And uh, we'll put a link um, on the, on your website to, to where they can purchase some other books and do some additional research. It's really worth looking into, because every organ in the body especially heart muscles and kidneys, needs the mineral magnesium. I don't know there's any part of the body that's not affected, is there? No. Teeth, bones, um, it, it activates enzymes, uh, works with energy production, regulates calcium levels as well as copper, zinc, potassium, vitamin D. I mean... Now, is magnesium considered a chemical or a... It's a mineral found in the ground. mineral, rather, yeah. I was trying to remember what it was exactly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not a chemist. No, I'm a computer you're an engineer. Scientist. You're an engineer. That's okay. You know, you're, you're smart. You got specialized knowledge. Knowledge a lot of us don't have. That's for sure. Um, yeah, we've become pretty much specialists in multiple things in our own combination of things, and I think people should be proud of what they accomplish and not worry about the rest. We that, that's what the rest of the world is for, right? You know, I always say on my Techno Granny show, <clears throat> I am not a geek. I'm a nano geek. Uh, I know a little bit about a lot of things, and what I don't know about, boy, I know somebody who does. <laughs> Ooh, you okay? I'm great. Good. Just a morning, morning thing going on here. Getting ready for the onslaught of the day. Onslaught of the day. There you go. 
I know today's such a beautiful day in Pittsburgh, and it seems to be a shame to be sitting inside and talking about magnesium, but it's an important subject. And somebody's got to do it, right? That's right. Dirty job, but somebody has to do it. That's right. So let's go. Let's do a brief overview so that our audience understands um, why we are taking the time and effort to address this particular mineral. Um, obviously, we like to find things that are important to the heart. And then, then we have fun finding out that, it, oh, it also helps this, this, this. How many people already are suffering from the same issues? Um, number one, we want to make sure people understand that magnesium is an essential mineral and it's essential to heart health. And as the saying goes, if your heart's in the right place, then everything is good, right? Absolutely. Um, and if you really think about it, the very first cell in, in the body that gets formed, that when we are being formed, is the brain cell of the heart. And so if we keep the heart healthy, then the whole functionality of the body is of... Um, It's, it's under good in good hands then if you keep the heart under control. If the heart, if the heart doesn't pump well, <laughs> if the heart doesn't pump well, the rest of the body just doesn't work well. Well, I learned that the hard way when my dad was very ill with congestive heart failure. He developed um, kidney failure, and that happens because your heart is not able to pump um, properly, and liquids tend to accumulate in your body, especially water. And we're already 78% liquids, and we don't need to carry extra baggage. And so when your heart doesn't pump and doesn't get it through to your system to dispose of it, the extra liquids, you can get bad enough to have your organs sit in it, the liquid, and then they dysfunction. And so when they addressed his kidneys and put him on dialysis, the, 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 uh, the kidney doctor told me, I will keep your dad going as long as I want to on the dialysis machine you got to make sure your husband can take care of his heart. You know, interestingly enough, um, if you ever saw them, read the book, Dune Messiah, or watched the trilogy, one of the things is that when somebody was killed in battle, there was a kind of a uni, unilateral treaty that they could claim their bodies because they would use their bodies to reclaim their water. And yeah, one because of, and, water was such a, a Scarcity on Dune. Yeah. And one and the other thing was that one of the things they mined from the water was magnesium, believe it or not. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That wild. There's a lot of stuff you can learn from science fiction, you know. Absolutely. They say today today's science fiction science fiction is tomorrow's reality. Oh God, don't let's not get started on sci-fi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I'll I'll take off on the deep end with that. But anyway, but most back Americans to... don't get as much magnesium as they need. No, they don't. And it's it's one of those neglected topics, I would say. There's a bunch of neglected topics, but this seems to be especially neglected. I remember hearing about magnesium from my son's therapist oh, about 10, 12 years ago, but I didn't pay attention. And I'm here sitting looking at my nails that are falling apart for some reason. They were fine a few about a month ago. And, and I'm reading it's so important to your nails, your nail health. I'm like, okay, I'm eating healthy, uh, healthier. I can be eating even healthier, and I'm supplementing, but yet my nails are falling apart. What gives? And, and Sunita, my mother, who had arteriosclerosis, 
was taking magnesium in a fizzy pill 13 years ago. And I asked her for it. She said, well, he said it's good for my heart, so I drink my fizzy every day. My mother had arteriosclerosis. She had a stroke, but she never had a heart attack. Interesting. Well, heart attacks are another subject in itself. We don't know what... There's no rhyme or reason in my mind about heart attacks. It can happen to the healthiest people. Yep. So, you know, they can find magnesium in whole grains, nuts, green vegetables, green leafy vegetables. And uh, next week we're going to have a a whole show on uh, the sources of magnesium and the best places to get it. But in the meantime, if you don't get enough magnesium, there's some challenges that you could have, right? Oh, yes. There's certain medical conditions that can happen. Um, well, one of, the, one of the things that we want to address also is that there's certain medical conditions that can upset the body's magnesium balance. For example, if you have an intestinal virus that causes vomiting or diarrhea, that can cause a temporary magnesium deficiency. Some gastrointestinal or GI diseases, such as irritable bowel syndrome or ulcerative colitis, which are very, very painful, diabetes, pancreatitis, hypothyroidism, which is the high thyroid hormone levels, kidney disease, taking diuretics, all of these things can lead to deficiencies. And the other end of it is that being all bad people that we are about what we eat and drink, if you have too much coffee, soda, salt, or alcohol, ooh, baby, you're in big trouble then. Um, also, your monthly period and menstrual cycle, um, heavy bleeding, excessive sweating, and prolonged stress can also lower magnesium levels. I think that last one did it. Back to stress again. Prolonged stress. Back to stress again. Your favorite prolonged subject. stress causes inflammation. Inflammation puts a big, huge imbalance in your system. The scales get tilted to the wrong side, and lo and behold, you're going to end up with the magnesium deficiency. Oh, that's it. How do we put a big red sign everywhere that is saying lower your stress, lower your stress? Absolutely, we should. We should. We should get. Uh, we should get a, uh, a buttons made. Lower your stress. But you know there are symptoms of magnesium deficiency. Wow. Agitation, anxiety, restless mm-hmm. leg syndrome. For those of you those out there that get leg cramps, I've, I've been plagued with them. And initially I thought it was not enough water, which it's, it's, it's true. You drink water, it goes away, and then they still weren't going away. And then I realized that, you know, I was deficient in magnesium for several reasons, which we won't get into on the show, but um, you need to pay attention to your body. That's the bottom line, isn't it, Joanne? That when you think about it, if you feel like you're hungry, I've read that the first thing you should do is go get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Because hunger is not always a sign of lack of nourishment, but a lack of water is a big signal there. And there's... But another symptom for magnesium is sleep disorders, irritability. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that... um, I want to just mention water in passing because it's such an important factor. The rule of thumb is to drink eight, eight ounces of glasses of water a day, and you don't want to drink it all at one time. You want to keep your body hydrated. And one of the things people worry about is going to the bathroom too much. No, your body adjusts. You get used to it, and then all of a sudden you need to have that water. 
you'll feel the difference. And water goes all through your body, not just, you know. And, you know, uh, the other thing is, is sometimes if you're, especially if you're a heart patient, it's very important. The heart's a muscle. Yep. Water feeds your muscles. Yes. If you're a heart patient and you start to feel that gripping feeling in your muscle, I'm betting you haven't drunk enough water that day. Now I'm talking about I'm not talking about heart pain, chest pain. I'm talking no, about that little that, that little grippy feeling like, oh crap, what's going on? Yeah. Yep, yep. The other um asthma is something that unfortunately hits a lot of people. And magnesium is a treatment that they used that they use either through I V or inhaled as a nebulizer. Um Although with asthma, that's interesting, doesn't it, that the taking oral magnesium doesn't help. You have to inhale it. Inhaled or or, or, sometime, or, or sometimes IV, yeah. Yeah, IV I think is for extreme cases like when you end up in the hospital. Yep. But that's what's in, found in the uh, inhalers. Um, and did you know that people who have asthma often have low levels of magnesium? I'm finding out. <laughs> Yeah, we're finding out a lot of good stuff today. Um, the, 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 let me see here. Depression. How much of this population here that we live with have depression? 2008 study found that magnesium was effective, as effective as a tricyclic antidepressant in treating depression among people with diabetes. Man, this is getting really complicated now. Now we've got depression, depression along with diabetes. I know I read about diabetes, especially type 2. They often have low levels of magnesium. So you can see what we were saying right at the beginning, that you treat the heart with what it needs, and it sort of starts to proliferate and take care of a lot of other issues that might be lingering around, if not full-blown problems. But especially for type 2 diabetes, you got to get some magnesium in you. Now, according to the National Health Institute, magnesium has been um, been used to treat depression um, for over 100 years. I remember when I was a young girl, and my mother had a bottle of this for years and years, and right before my, and she kept, she, I mean, I've been on a shelf for 10 years, and she took it, you know, and it always helped her. She called it Green River. It was a brown bottle, had some green medicine and liquid in it, she would take it. And that was because she was depressed, and she started taking that. It's the only thing she took after she had her hysterectomy, which she had when I was probably in eighth grade. And um, so so it's been around for a long time to teach depression, but have to really say that the efficacy of taking it orally has not been proven yet, so you always need to <coughs> talk to your doctor about these things. Yeah, when when Joanne uses the word efficacy, and that's a very medical use term, efficacy means what to you, Joanne? Does it work? Does it work? Well, does it work is one thing, and also in order for it to work, the other word that there has to be... Is it safe? Is, is it, well, safety is one issue, but is it being absorbed? Sure, yep. If you don't absorb it, it's not going to work in any form. And absorbability is uh, is a um, is something that medical science still hasn't come to terms with completely yet, um, because you see all these vitamins and so many medications are all in pill form that don't necessarily 
get absorbed correctly. So your doctor has a fun time trying to, the word that they use is titrate, which is mean, meaning to regulate the amount of medicine going into you. Oh. And which is also why they say, you know, you have to take some in the morning, you have to take it with meals and don't take it with this and don't take it with that kind of thing. So that's another issue of how you consume it makes a big difference in what you consume it with. And next on our list is diabetes. And I saw the statistics of how many people in the United States have some type of diabetes. I was shocked. It's something like 60% 60 of adults, even though it's low level, or they're borderline diabetic or they're pre-diabetic. Yeah, sugar, people are not accepting that sugar is such a huge problem because we still have a huge number of people stopping at the donut shops and Breakfasts are still mostly sugar and carbs, and that's just wrong. <laughs> it is just wrong to do that to your body. You, you, people, the United States needs to wake up, and so does the rest of the world, because everybody's following what we do. And also, there's so many undiagnosed diabetes cases. People don't know that, you know... That's what we're talking about pre-diabetes. How, how do we how do we explain the gravity of the situation so that when a doctor says to you, you're you're a precursor to diabetes, you're borderline blood pressure, you're borderline this, borderline that, do people really understand what that means? It's a big wake-up call. It's a it's the bell ringing in the, in the school saying school's out. You got to get yourself together. I mean, it it's just. I don't think it's addressed enough, that mm-hmm. wake-up call. I was borderline for years, Sunita, and I never got what that was, but I still watched my sugar intake. And then all of a sudden, recently I had a health challenge that shot my sugar up, and I've got it back down again. You know, I glucose level up, I've gotten it back down again. But, you know, for a minute there, they're they telling me I'm diabetic. I said, hell, I'm not diabetic. I'm borderline. Oh, no, you're full-blown diabetic, just not high enough to treat. You know, so you could do this with diet and exercise, which I did, you know. But mm-hmm. but people just don't pay attention. When you get that blood work from your doctor, which should be done at least once a year, you really should pay attention. Ask him about the results. Um, a lot of hospitals, you do to hospitals, they'll, they'll set you up on a, on a system online and they'll send you, they'll send you the test results. Print them out. Go in and say to your doctor, what's this mean? What's this mean? What's this mean? The more questions you ask, the better you're And you know what? He'll love it. If he's, a, if he's any kind of a doctor, he'll love that you that you are his partner in taking care of you. Well, wait a minute. The doctor is your partner in taking care of you. Well, That's same way. <laughs> okay. He'll love it that you're partners. Great. And uh, I know I'm going to get carried away with most of these things, so you're going to have to control me. Cause you so know the diabetes, um, there was a study... Um, was that over 2,000 people, they found that getting more magnesium in their diet may help protect against developing type 2 diabetes. Now, some then on all studies suggest that taking magnesium supplements may help blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity in people with diabetes or pre-diabetes. Again, if you're, you always got to talk to your doctor about this because if you take magnesium and it is efficient, then you may need to get your your insulin or, or your diabetic medicine lowered. This happened to me with my blood pressure medicine. The supplements given to me by homeopathic doctor were so good. Doctor looked at my levels and he said, I think we're going to back you off to half dose 
of this blood pressure medicine and maybe take you off of it all eventually. But if they're smart doctors, are going to pay attention. That's the key. You have to make sure that you have a doctor that you have a working relationship with. He's got to be your partner in this effort. Um, next topic is fibromyalgia. Cringe every time I think of that problem because it's just. And so this was only a small study of 24 people, but they found a proprietary tablet containing both malic acid and magnesium improved pain and tenderness associated with fibromyalgia when taken for at least two months. Which means that it's something you have to take over a period of time for it to have the effect on it that you're looking Sure, it's not going to happen overnight. This, this information comes to the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation in Asabatum University Medical School, Istanbul, Turkey. And, wow, did you know about the hearing loss issue? Then one study suggests that taking magnesium may prevent temporary or permanent hearing loss due to very loud noises. And you yep. know we have kids running around with ear headsets on that are listening way too loud. Now, this information comes from uh, uh, Dr. F. Ashiva, uh, University Hospital Charité Department of Otorinolaryngology in Berlin, Germany. About that one. That's, that's the I wasn't going to try to let you pronounce that one. I, <laughs> I, did, I did the best I could. <laughs> Otorhinolaryngology. Yeah, right. I think they do that for for purpose of seeing if you can hear yourself or not. Yeah, they tested guinea pigs hmm? exposed to uh, impulse noise series, and um, they analyzed their perilymph cerebrospinal fluid and plasma by atomic absorption spectrometry. This is pretty sophisticated stuff. Oh, yeah. They gave them for three days, drinking water with an additive of 39 milligrams of C12 for one week of sin as a placebo and tap lead of uh, water alone or um, uh, the dosage of uh, magnesium, a type of magnesium. And... Uh, the therapeutic effect decreased with the length of time elapsed between the end of exposure and the beginning of treatment. In a parallel scanning, electron microscopic test, they also found an MG-related difference in the susceptibility of hair cell stereocilla to impulse noise exposure. That's part of the ear, inner ear. It's those fine hairs that's in your inner ear that if they don't behave themselves, you can't hear. Exactly. It's part of the whole system. Oh, the body is so wonderful and mechanical, it's not funny. It's, it's well, it can heal itself if you give it the tools, you know. It's like, think of the body, okay, as having this huge tool belt, and it's your responsibility to put the tools in there. It, yeah, but people take their bodies for granted. They don't understand that they have a responsibility of maintaining it. Again, this is for discussion with your doctor. Oh, yeah. Although we're quoting some doctors and some medical institutions, Neither Sunita and I are doctors, and we're counting. We're talking to you about our experiences only. So you, this is always just something to get you thinking about what's going on in your body. Now, there's some studies uh, that show an association between modest, modestly lower risk of of congestive wait CHD arrhythmia, congestive heart failure, arrhythmia, arrhythmia and heart failure, CHD in men. And increased magnesium intake. 
Joanne, my mind is going blank. I know what CHF is. What is CHD? I'll look it up while we're talking. Congestive heart disease. Oh, there you go. CHF is congestive heart, but congestive heart disease is chronic. And so people in the whole category of heart disease have the they they've increased their chances of getting arrhythmia and apparently um it lowers the the risk if you in- increase the magnesium and for women higher dietary intakes of magnesium were also associated with lowering the risk of sudden cardiac death sudden cardiac arrest is a real challenge and people don't get it. The difference between a heart attack and sudden cardiac arrest is, man, you're down in seconds, and if someone's not there with a resuscitation device, you're dead. You could be you could be 19, you could be 95. And there's no rhyme or reason as to why it happens. So, yeah, can. but there's people that are at risk. Yeah, yeah, especially with arrhythmias. Risk, but there's still no, no, there's no way to pinpoint it. And and, um, and, and and no signs leading up to it. Right. There's no symptoms or anything. The best way is to stay healthy. And if you have an arrhythmia, talk to your doctor about it. They're not anything. People used to think arrhythmia a big deal. I had WPW for years, Wolf Puckins and White, which meant that my lower chamber beat faster than my upper chamber. Until I had, cardi- <laughs> until I had cardiac surgery, and my bypass surgery in 2009, I had no idea that after the age of 50, and I had this diagnosed when I was 21 years old, I had no re- I mean, I could have had a sudden cardiac arrest, any time in there, but my, when I hit 50 and perimenopause, then my 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 risk factor increased, increased by about 60%. They were actually following me around with a with, with a with a crash cart. It wouldn't take me anywhere. I was right by this by, right by the nurse's station, and they wouldn't take me anywhere without a crash cart until that arrhythmia was cleared up. And that was wow. even before I had the quadruple bypass surgery. I was walking around a ticking time bomb. So if you've got an arrhythmia, please check this out with your doctor. You have to. I mean, arrhythmias are no joke. No, they are not. They are not, and it can be caused by um, even a reaction to anesthesia. And throw you into an arrhythmia rate that, uh, oh. So they give me magnesium intravenously. I knew about this because my, cause, uh, my mother had it. Uh, to reduce the chance of atrial fibrillation and cardiac arrhythmia, which is a regular heartbeat. And people with congestive heart failure are often at risk of developing cardiac arrhythmia. So your doctor may prescribe um, um, magnesium as part of uh, treatment for CHF. Right. And uh, But again, the reason we keep on telling you that you want to talk to your doctor is because you have to make sure you're getting the proper amount. You have to make sure you're getting. Just talk to me before. Just don't. Just don't go to the pharmacy and buy some magnesium, please. No, because first of all, you don't know what your source is there. You want to make sure you're getting a good kind, but you have to understand how much you need to take. This is not something that you can decide yourself. And I can't give you a guideline because it depends on how your body is situated at that time. Now, part of the treatment following a heart attack, by the way, is magnesium because it, uh, it is responsible for fewer arrhythmias and improved uh, blood pressure. So that's important to know also. So this, this information came from 
Department of Medicine, University of California, Irvine Medical Center, and uh, here, right here in the United States. And there are some cardiovascular stability studies on this also. also. Um, and uh, this uh, initial extra information will be on Sydney. I'm Mrs. Cardiology.com. Right. For those who, yeah. And as far as high blood pressure goes, you're going to have to look at the whole situation. You've got to eat eating low-fat dairy products along with lots of fruits and vegetables on a regular basis is associated with lower blood pressure. And so we're not we're 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 sort of having to repeat ourselves, but it seems like that's what seems to be the bottom line for everybody. These foods are all rich in magnesium as well as calcium and potassium. And you will hear me talk about using my NutriBullet to throw vegetables in, cruciferous vegetables and uh and things that help your heart and help your blood pressure into this NutriBullet and just chopping everything up, including peels and seeds, and drinking it. No apple seeds, please, because they spew uh, arsenic into your drink. Um, and um, But just about everything else can go in there. And you get all the nutrients. Uh, may, and, and, and that's probably one of the reasons that my blood pressure has, I mean, I continue to do this. My PCP feels I may not need blood pressure medicine anymore. That's great. As a, as a result of increasing my... Uh, my diet or my nutritional, you know, values of of, uh, of fresh fruits and vegetables. And let's There's face it, a lot of us don't do. We're so into processed food. Well, that's because again, we we're living a fast-paced life. We're under stress, and the last thing we think about is feeding ourselves. We want to eat on the run because we think it takes. Time. Yeah, I don't even do fast food places anymore. I mean, I, I do. I will do. Um, I will do Panera. They've all they've gone to non-GMO and. And uh, and uh, they've got the non-GMO and uh, antibiotic-free. Antibiotic but one thing, and, and they also will give you, uh, they give they'll give you a little sheet if you ask for it that has all the sodium and sugar levels in it. So, and Eaton Park does the same thing now. Also, they give you, they give you a, you ask for it, they'll give you a little thing that tells you all the sodium and sugar levels in all the food you're eating. Eaton Park is a local chain here in Pittsburgh. It's local, local here in Pittsburgh. For those right. of you that might be listening that are not in Pittsburgh, don't look, go looking for Eaton Park. Don't go look for Eaton Park because you won't find it. <laughs> it's a locally owned company. Um, it's pretty popular, too. They're open late. Um, now, this high blood pressure is supported by a, a study of 8,500 women. Uh, they found that a higher diet intake of dietary medicine may decrease the risk of high blood pressure in women. And uh, a few studies also suggest that music supplements may help lower blood pressure, although not all studies agree. That's because the population is not all the same. If you did the same study on the same population all over again, you'd get the, you'd get the correct results. It, the, the problem with studies is that we still have to extrapolate information based on what we truly understand that they did exactly and which products they used in testing. Now, the crossover trials... Um, uh, people with high blood pressure were not on magnesium, their blood pressure was higher. When they were on magnesium, their blood pressure was lower. Um, and there's some pretty sophisticated information here also about the amounts they were given and all that stuff. But that information comes from the Natural Medical Journal on magnesium and high blood pressure. We should yeah, talk about migraine headaches. How many people suffer from migraine headaches in the world? Well, there's a lot that suffer and don't even realize it's a migraine. And sometimes the magnesium does help prevent migraine headaches, but you've got to know that you're getting them. Um, although if you're eating a healthy diet and you've got it included in there, you should, you know, things should stay under control. 
um, one of the things when I used to get headaches when I was younger, when I was before menopause, I used to get headaches. And they gave me a sublingual pill that dissolved under your tongue. Mm-hmm. And within about five minutes or less, the headache was gone. So I asked the doctor what was in it, and he said, well, there's a lot of things. There's this. There's mostly magnesium. Never really thought about it until I started investigating this stuff. Wow. I don't even remember the name of the drug now. So It's a sublingual drug, drug that, that lowers, that reduces the time it takes to recover. Also, some experts are suggesting combining magnesium with the herb. Feverfew. Feverfew. I didn't know about this one before. Along with vitamin B2, which is also known as riboflavin, uh, it may help you when you have a headache. Um, I always give some... my kids, instead of Tylenol, when my kids have headaches, I always gave them, B, I always gave them B-complex. And they were always amazed at how fast and quickly it worked. Right. Now, they're saying that it, the only exception to magnesium helping migraines may be the women that get migraine headaches around the time of their period. So, again, we can't emphasize to you enough, make sure you understand what the problem is before you start self-treating with anything. I mean, here here we sit, Joanne, just as an aside, um, we're, we're trying to educate our audience on all sorts of information we're finding out about. But the underlying theme that I want people to understand is that you do need to have a doctor monitoring you. They're the only ones that can order tests to see exactly what's happening to you. It's not that the world of medicine has all the tests in the world that can actually figure you out 100%, but they've got the best tools right now available. And so you must have a physician taking care of you, bottom line. And, and the they require, required blood tests. The, the, the new CBCs, it show the le- your levels of all kinds of vitamins now, okay, and minerals. It's right. not just it's just not, you know, platelets and plasma levels and all that stuff. Yeah. So one of the mo- one of the most important tests that I think everybody should be getting as a routine uh, yearly checkup is your inflammation score. They do have a blood test for that, and to me, that's not getting paid attention to enough. Your husband always says that inflammation causes all disease, right? Yes. And so if you know your inflammation levels, then you're you're taking the first step in your journey to good health. Now in the in in, in, in the world today overall, the population is the the, the, the uh, uh, people over sixty five that aging that aging population is increasing with new uh medical uh finds and developments. So osteoporosis is a real common situation with people over 65, sometimes over 50. Yeah, that. <laughs> and that comes from not getting enough yeah. calcium, vitamin D, magnesium, and All micronutrients. Get in milk. Did you know that about 50% of all magnesium in the body is found in bone? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Along with calcium phosphate. This information comes. Uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. So you can get magnesium, by the way, in spinach, wheat bran, whole grains, nuts, legumes, such as lentils and black-eyed peas. You'll find out next week that one of the highest uh, levels of magnesium is in almonds. Don't buy the salted ones. Dang, I haven't eaten almonds in a while. Maybe that's my problem. And buy the raw ones. I eat raw ones all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, they say that women over age of 31 consume 320 million grams of magnesium per day. That's a recommendation. No reports of adverse effects from consuming magnesium through food. Oh, that's the best. But then everything you However, take... concentration of it in a tablet can potentially have a laxative effect because magnesium is in many types of laxatives, by the way. Think of it, milk of magnesia. Yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, You never oh thought about it before. That's magnesium, right? That That's what milk it is. of magnesia. And the stuff they give you when you go for a, the upper the upper and lower GI test they drink you, mm-hmm. it's magnesium. Uh, no wonder it smells so bad and it's like, oh, my God. And it makes you go to the bathroom. That's the idea. Can I share an aside on that one? When uh, sure. My, when my husband had to do his, you know, that test. Oh, yeah. And he had to go get through the cleansing. He goes, this is the worst thing ever. I said, and, but you willy-nilly tell people to go through it. Did you ever appreciate the problems they face when you they go through all of this stuff? And he got real quiet. I said, well, would you like to do something about it now? How about you could develop something that's a little bit less toxic to the body and cleansing? <laughs> do you know that in India when you go for these cleansings through yoga camps and stuff, the the way they cleanse you, it, it, my mother-in-law told me, they make you create uh, a glass of water. It has to be lukewarm, and it has to be this the salinity to it, meaning the amount of salt in it, is no saltier than a teardrop, okay? And they make you drink it with nothing. You don't eat anything else in the morning. The first thing you do is you drink this water, and you keep drinking it until you have to go to the bathroom. And my mother-in-law said, it is the best cleansing you've ever had. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's crazy. But it worked. Yeah. So the information no... we just put out was from the CRN Foundation, um, and uh, so you can look that up if you CRN USA. Don't ask what what CRN is. It's pretty prestigious, but we don't know what it stands for. We're not good at at those uh, anachronisms. What do you call them? Acronyms. Yeah. And then preeclampsia and eclampsia. Preeclampsia uh-huh. is something you get when you're pregnant only. Men don't get it. So when magnesium get, is given in hospital the, intravenously. When you get into the serious end of preeclampsia, which is eclampsia, that's when um, it's 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 a form of nature saying that it's not sure that you should be pregnant. Are you sure this is a fetus? Are you sure this is good or not? And it goes a little haywire and wants to treat the fetus as a parasite instead of a baby. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And I know because that's what happens to me when I got pregnant twice. And there, there's no known medical um, prevention for it because they don't know who it's going to hit. As a matter of fact, I was told by my doctor that whoever figures out how to diagnose this ahead of time is going to be a billionaire overnight because they'll prevent so many problems that way. But magnesium is an important factor when you've become eclemptic and they need to treat you for rising blood pressure. And so they give you the, and I'm pretty sure they that's how they treated me for my blood pressure. Issues. Intravenous IV. Yep. And then likewise now there's premenstrual syndromes and PMS. Bloating, insomnia, leg swelling, weight gain, breast tenderness. One study even suggests that a combination of magnesium and vitamin B6 may work better than than either one by themselves. Again, okay. it's an art. It's not a pure science yet. And the restless, 
Yeah, and the yeah, restless, restless leg syndrome, that's a very big deal. And they, they didn't, in, in, in the article we were looking at, didn't cover this, but people who have restless leg syndromes or leg cramps are more prone or susceptible to strokes. So if you that. get leg cramps, you know, when you're driving the back of your leg, it goes down on your foot, do not ignore them. Talk to your doctor about them. There's something going on. There's some deficiency. There's something going on, and you need to address it. Just don't say, oh, I've got that damn leg cramp again. No, no, no. Check with your doctor about it. Yeah, that's very important. Don't ever ignore symptoms thinking they're... And women are really, really bad at that. We keep on running into patients that are women that don't pay attention to their body, and they end up at my husband's office when they could have prevented so much if they had taken care of themselves. Now, there's a small clinical study that found that magnesium improved insomnia related to restless leg syndrome. And they they characterized this as uncomfortable sensations in the legs. Wrong. This stuff will send you screaming. I shared a suite with a friend of mine uh, in Arizona for a week, and uh, and I could hear on the other, and there was a large living room between, and I could hear on the other side uh, in in my room him screaming in the middle of the night because he had such bad leg cramps. Wow. And uh, it is very painful when you get. So, oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 not it's not it's no joke. Nope. And it starts with that little leg restless leg thing, and then. If you leave it alone, it'll turn into other things. So you hear that stuff on the, you know, restless leg syndrome and all these things you can take. But you know what? Here's the here's the thing. There's always some natural thing that you can do before you have to take medication. And I always admire your husband because he will talk to you about changing your diet. Mm-hmm. And if he feels that you'll do that, He'll hold off on medications. Of course, unfortunately, there are people, and he realizes this, they're just not going to do it. Right. I'm one of those people. You tell me, eat more broccoli and spinach and eat more asparagus because it's going to get the water off your body. I'm on it. I'm at the grocery store. Right. Figure out 14 ways to drink broccoli and to eat broccoli, drink it or something, you know. Juice it, whatever I have to do to get it in me. You know what, Mary? I think it would be ideal if McDonald's served asparagus. How wonderful is that? So many patients end up at one of those fast food places right after they have their appointment. And I know because I, I asked them at the checkout, you know, so what are you doing today? You know, just to make conversation. And usually it's like, oh, we're going to Denny's or we're going to McDonald's. or, And I just look at them, pardon me? Who did you just see? And where are you going now? And they look at me like, what am I talking about? They, they, they simply don't put two and two together. There's only one thing that I ever eat at McDonald's, and my nieces, who are very into whole and natural natural foods, refused to bring it for me when they came to visit me. I wasn't feeling good. There's only one thing I eat at McDonald's, and that is um, they have a breakfast uh, egg McMuffin. It's got a very thin slice of Canadian bacon. It's got an egg, piece of cheese, and an English muffin. It's under 300 calories. It's, believe it or not, low salt and low fat, and it's the only thing that I ever eat from McDonald's. In a pinch. Now, in a pinch. pinch. On the road, can't find anything else. That's it. It's the only thing I ever eat from there. And we're sorry to pick on you, McDonald's, but you need to get your 
proverbial S-H-I-T together. Okay. Which they're trying to do and they're learning it the hard way. They are. They are trying to do it. So now we're going to talk about this next week, but just briefly, dietary sources, rich sources of magnesium, tofu, legumes, whole grains, green leafy vegetables, you can help me out here, wheat bran, Brazil nuts, black walnuts. Bananas. Black. I eat a banana every day. Oh, yeah. Blackstrap molasses. Now, wait a minute. Baked potato with the skin. Yes. People think potatoes are underrated, but they're only underrated if you do not eat the skin. So scrub them real good, soak them whatever you have to do to get the pesticides off, and throw those skins in there when you mash your potatoes. You've got to soak it in vinegar and water. Or eat eat that skin when you get your baked potato. That's right. That doesn't taste bad. Good fiber. Now, here's something that that you'll like, uh, uh, Sunita, all these spices. That's right. Um, you like the fact that it's in chocolate. Yeah, but only the extreme dark chocolate. Yeah. But um, uh, agar, seaweed, coriander, which is very much used by the Indians, cumin seed and tarragon and marjoram no and poppy seed, savory, basil, and cocoa powder. Now, here's one thing I have to tell you about cocoa powder. A lot of health benefits in cocoa powder. But not the stuff made by Hershey's. God, I live in Pennsylvania. I love Hershey's. But by the time you get that cocoa powder, it's processed so much it's practically worthless except to make your chocolate milk and your baking taste good. So you have to look for, and it's hard to find, raw cocoa powder. The only source I know of right now in Pittsburgh is um, Whole Foods and possibly Trader Joe's. And they're all around the country. Okay. And even like my, my Whole Foods... Closer to me doesn't have it because I was looking for it myself to put in my shake. And then there's magnesium available in other forms. There's uh, magnesium citrate, magnesium gluconate, magnesium lactate. Those are more easily absorbed into the body, and they're usually in a fizzy. And then there's time-release preparations and all that stuff. But you have to ask your doctor about this stuff. This is not your health care provider, whether it be a doctor, be be a homeopathic doctor, whatever it is, always check with them. And by the way, don't be scared if your doctor says they don't know anything about it. Doctors are human beings, and they can only know so much information. And, and they're, if, only if they so know, much in, in, they're only taught so much in medical school. Right. And if so, they simply say to you, I don't know, I don't know how to recommend or to guide you, then you work together with them to find someone who is a specialist in your area, and you work with them. And that way the doctor learns also through your experience that, hey, this is somebody I can send my patients to. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, it's it's always a good idea to take take uh, magnesium and buy B complex, um, or or a multivitamin containing B B vitamins, because the level of vitamin B six in the body determines how much magnesium will be absorbed into the cells. Very important. So next week we're going to talk about food sources of magnesium, Sadita, and you have a word from our sponsor, right? Yes. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by the Biophotonic Scanner which in 30 seconds tells you your antioxidant levels in your body, or as my husband says, gives you your inflammation score. And the reason he says that is because if your antioxidant levels in your body are low, your inflammation level is high, and your body is in constant fire and foam and you know fighting. And so he loves to have people come and get tested because then there's this nice wake-up call for them to go behave themselves and eat right and sleep right and exercise and follow your doctor's directions on medication and work with them to reduce your dependency on medication altogether. 
And if you wish to get tested as uh, listeners of Mrs. Cardiology, if you call and make an appointment in our office at 412-367-9104. Our normal charge for the scan is $50, and as our listener, you get it for 20 Now, for those who do not have or don't have access to being in Pittsburgh, if they contact you, you can give them information about someone in other areas that has a scanner, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, part of our development of the website is to make sure that we get that list available to people. Terrific. Okay, so that's Mrs. Cardiology for this next week. Next this this week, next week we're going to talk about the food sources of magnesium. Got a lesson in? You're going to change your diet. You're going to love it because most of the food is not only nutritious but delicious. Uh, the copyright for today's show is Sunita Pandit, DBA, Mrs. Cardiology, 2000 to 2015, all rights reserved. Thank you very much, Joanne. Thank you, Sunita, for all your great information. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.